Christmas, friends. Welcome to We Are Free. I am your host, Becky Morquecho, and you're listening to episode 15. Today, we're going to do things a little bit differently. It is Christmas time, and I hope you are just excited for some rest and rejuvenation and time to turn your phone off and just hang out with your friends and your family and do Christmassy fun things. Um, today, Christmas Eve is very special. Outside of it being, you know, celebrating the birth of Jesus, for Jesse and me, Christmas Eve is always going to be extra special because today, on December 24th, 2017, Jesse and I were sitting in our living room after a long December of back and forth emails with China and our adoption agency. And Christmas Eve is the day that we sent an email saying, yes, a thousand times over, we want to accept this referral of our daughter. So Christmas Eve is the day we said yes. It's the day we said yes to Vera, yes to God, to just the obedience of what he had for our lives. So Christmas Eve is obviously extra special for us. And what I wanted to do today, um, just to help you get to know me a little bit better, I want to tell you about the day that I first met Vera. And it wasn't in China. It wasn't when we really met her in person. Um, It was in a dream. It was years before uh, I ever knew that we were going to adopt. Or maybe I did like deep down in my heart, but it was years before I ever admitted that or listened to it. Um, It was in 2014. Um, I had a very vivid dream and I just want to throw out this disclaimer. I do not have like prophetic dreams all the time. Um, I dream a lot and I have some crazy, wild, very creative dreams. However, this one out of any dream I had ever had, I woke up feeling like I need to remember this. This is very important. Um, Jesse and I were in the midst of infertility during this time. We hadn't started the adoption process. I was feeling lonely. I was feeling isolated. I was feeling um, just like, why me in a lot of ways? And I woke up from this dream feeling like God had just done something really, really important. And I want to share it because um, it's an important day for us, but I also want to share it because I wanted to just encourage you that if God is um, putting something on your heart, in your mind, in your dreams, in your life, something that keeps coming up, just take note of it. I'm not saying every dream has to be, you know, this prophetic dream that turns into something huge, but what I am saying is that God is speaking to us. If we're seeking him, he is speaking to us. And if he is whispering something or shouting something in your life, whether it's through friends or relationships or something you just keep hearing over and over again, or an actual nighttime dream, uh, just take note because these things are important and they're there for a reason. So I wanna share that dream with you um, on this special day on this Christmas Eve. Uh, so just to set the scene a little bit, uh, Jesse and I were living in La Jolla at the time. Um, if you know San Diego or La Jolla at all, beautiful beach city. Um, we were riding our beach cruisers like crazy. We love bike riding and it's literally one of our favorite things to do. Um, just like riding down the boardwalk, having the wind in your hair, the sunshine on your face. I ring my bell a lot on my bike and Jesse says I do it too much, but I don't really care. I keep doing it anyway because it just makes me feel free and alive and coming from a very type A and Enneagram one girl, anything that makes me feel free and alive, like I go for it. Um, So I guess what I'm saying is it's no surprise to me that there were bikes in my dream because at that point where we were living, we were riding our bikes all the time. 
So this is the story of the first time I met Vera. I had no idea who she was yet, but this is the day she was born in my heart. So this is the dream I had. I was walking down the sidewalk right in front of the house that we were living in at the time in 2014. I had my beach cruiser with me, but I wasn't riding it the way I normally was. I was walking it along down the sidewalk and all roped in and snug to my, my beach cruiser was a little one. There was a little bike roped in all tight. The little bike was not, its wheels weren't on the ground. It was just snug and hugging the big bike. And I was walking both of them down the sidewalk. The sun was out and the sky was blue, but my heart was far, far, far from feeling breezy and light. Quite the opposite, really. I knew something really serious was happening, uh, something much more involved than the playful passing of cirrus clouds that we usually would talk about and admire and laugh about as Jesse and I would ride down the sidewalk. In my right hand, I held the left handlebar of the big bike, steering that roped duo along. And in my left hand, I held a much tinier hand. It belonged to a little girl with straight dark bangs that covered her forehead. She was about two years old, and I don't remember the expression on her face. I don't remember what she was wearing. I just remember those straight dark bangs and how I was feeling as my arm dangled down to meet hers and her hand stretched up to meet mine. And there have been so many times in real life where I can relate to how I was feeling in that dream. I moved across the country when I was 22. I moved to South Africa when I was 25. I've started businesses when it seemed there'd be wiser, easier things to do. And as I held this smooth little hand in mine, I had that same wave of, here we go, kind of wash over me. A mix of anticipation and hope and surrender and excitement, all of it flooded me as I looked down at that squishy little face wearing those dark bangs. And then I looked at Jesse and he looked at me and the three of us stood there only for a short time. But I remember feeling like those seconds lagged as we soaked up all that was transpiring there outside of that house. As I looked at Jesse, I felt fear rush through my veins. I knew he could see the uncertainty in my eyes, but I had a feeling everything that was going on, it was all going to happen anyway, even though I wasn't fully ready, even though I was scared. And I looked down at her and then back at him again. I said, are you sure about this? And he said, I am. Jesse's pretty much always ready. And even though I wasn't sure why or how we got to this spot on the sidewalk, this spot in our lives, I was sure it was some, it was time to move forward. Jesse took her other hand so that we were a connected trio, one of us on either side of her so that we could block the weight and worry of the world from touching her, snug, protected, just like that little bike rope to mine. The sunshine and truth must have blazed through my bewildered heart. The salty ocean air must have absorbed the fear because the three of us started walking away from what we once knew, me steering the bikes, stepping over the cracks in the sidewalk, filling the cracks and holes of our hearts. And the seagulls swooped and darted, the palm trees calmly swayed how they always do. And as we move forward into what I had only dreamed about at that point in my life, in the dream, that dark haired little girl, she slowed her steps. She turned her head behind her, still holding our hands so that her tiny arms pulled ours back as well. And I heard her voice for the first time. I don't know who she was talking to, but she spoke one very short and very sincere sentence to the world she was leaving behind. She said, thank you for finding me a home. And we continued down the sidewalk. She was finally home. We were finally home. And then I woke up from that dream. 
And I had that dream in 2014 before we started the adoption process, before Vera was ever born. But then in 2017, when we first got the call about Vera and then we were going back and forth um, just with the agency in China and asking questions and finding out as much as we could. There was a day where um, Jesse was in the garage and he was kind of like, I, I say it like he was nesting in the garage. He like had to get organized and he had to get some of this energy out. And we, there was sort of this tension of like, what do we do? What does God want us to do? And um, I remember we got an email from the adoption agency with some updated photos of Vera and, um, or we didn't know she was Vera then. And I saw the email and I scrolled and I scrolled and it was the first picture where this little girl, I'm trying not to cry here, where this little girl with dark straight bangs, um, just were covering her forehead. And we hadn't seen a photo like that before. And I went out to the garage and I told Jesse, I said, we have new photos of, of this girl who might be our daughter. And there were the bangs and there was the dream and it all came flooding back. And anyway, on Christmas Eve, we sent that email. We sent the email that said, yes, yes, she is ours. Yes, we want our daughter. So as you can tell, Christmas Eve is a very special day for us. And I feel like once God got going here, he just couldn't stop. Like he gave us so much goodness and grace and um, wisdom and discernment, like throughout these weeks and time and throughout the waiting over the years. And then once we said yes, it's like he opened these floodgates of just like goodness that we didn't know was coming. So my point and why I wanted to share, I wanted to share so that you would get to know us a little bit better and get to know our family a little bit better. But I also wanted to share because God is doing something. He's doing something important in your life. And again, it might not be a dream. It might not be, you know, a loud shout of what he's saying, but whatever he is saying I need you to know that it is important and that he wants us to listen. And when we surrender our ideas and our plans and our anxiety and the things that we hope for, and we allow God and we invite God in to, to orchestrate these things in our life, instead of pleading for him to listen to the way we want it, he delivers over and over and over again in ways that we can never imagine. So if you are in a season of waiting. If you're in a season of Christmas Eve doesn't feel that great to you right now because something is just wrong and it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like the life that you signed up for. I just want to encourage you that God is a God of redemption and a God of miracles. And we got a miracle in the form of a little girl with straight dark bangs. And he showed me that vision years before we would pursue her and go that direction in our life. But he is there and he is waiting for you and he is calling you and he wants you to seek him so that he can show you all the goodness he has for you on Christmas every day of the year. But I just pray that you would, um, seek him and what he has for you because it is good and it is going to blow you away. So take us back to this living room scene here. Jesse and I emailed our adoption agency. We said, yes, she's our girl. Yes. Thank you, God. Yes, yes, yes. A million times over. How fast can we get to China now? And it was about a four month process. We ended up going in April and we sent that email in December. But of course, like at that point, once you know somebody is your child, you 
you like, you can't stop. You want to just like put it in, get those wheels in motion, do everything you possibly can to go um, meet her. And it's so funny because there was so much weight of um, just waiting for Jesse and me. For us, it was five years. And I, I laugh. It was like exactly five years from the day we said, okay, let's start trying to have a baby to the day we were on an airplane going to China, like exactly five years. So that being said, there was just so much excitement and weight and so many people praying for us and so many people cheering for us and hoping for us and feeling all the feelings we were feeling throughout our entire journey. So it was hard for me. Like I wanted to like just burst out and like tell everybody. And on that Christmas Eve in 2017, uh, we shared it with our parents and, you know, our families, but then, um, it was so funny. It was like, I wanted just like this sacred little space for just like a moment to hold what God had delivered on and what God had promised us. And I just wanted to like sit in it and be grateful for so, so long. And I remember going to sleep Christmas Eve. I mean, I really couldn't sleep. I was laying in bed, just like thinking of this over and over and just like overwhelmed, like with gratitude, just wanting to ball my eyes out. As you can tell, I cry a lot. So I'm laying there in bed and even though I wanted to share it with the world, I just wanted also it to be this, this moment that we could hold on to forever. The first time we found out about our daughter and maybe you can relate to that, whether you've had biological kids and you found out you were pregnant or um, you were adopted or just something in your life that you have been waiting for. And then God delivers. It's so special. Just like sit in those, that moment of time together. So I wrote this uh, little poem. I remember laying there in bed, Jesse was sleeping. He has this gift of just being able to sleep whenever and wherever, no matter what the circumstances. And I have the opposite. I don't have that gift. I just, my brain goes, my heart goes. And so I'm laying there in bed and I wrote this poem that I'm going to read. I'm also going to try not to cry, but, um, this is one of the many poems I've written, written to Vera. Um, and it's about that Christmas Eve. It is Christmas and you are ours before the world knows, before the earth cheers, before we share secrets and stories. I just want to sit with you, we three, in this sacred space. We made it, sweet girl. Hundreds of doubts, thousands of tears, countless days. They are gone with the rush of the December wind. Over. That era has passed today. Christmas Eve in California, Christmas Day in China. Do you feel it? Our love swirling in the sky, dancing among the stars, twirling through time zones above continents and seas. You are loved. We confessed our yeses in the living room, your dada and me. So much conviction, so much peace. Watery eyes. He said he knew as soon as he saw your straight dark bangs. I think I knew when I learned your birthday. Oh, does God redeem dreams come true? Literal, actual nighttime dreams, literal, actual lifetime dreams. It is late, but I don't want to sleep. Today you are ours. You make us smile. You don't even know it yet. I want to remember these tiny seconds forever, the passing from one era to the next, free of the pain, unaware of all the goodness to come, floating in the middle, just like this, just us three. So whether this Christmas is a very merry one for you or you're feeling sort of like you'd rather just get through the holidays, Whatever you are feeling or experiencing, I just hope and wish that um, you find rest and peace in Jesus today and tomorrow and just during this holiday season and every day, really. 
And if you are currently seeking God and waiting on him for something, whether it is a baby or a husband or a better diagnosis or an update from a doctor or whatever it is that you're hoping and waiting for, I just pray that you seek Jesus on Christmas. And I pray that he delivers and I pray that he shows you the miracle, whatever it is, even if it is the miracle that you have not been hoping for. If it is a miracle that looks different, I pray that you would just experience it and soak it up and relish in the fact that he is our God and he knows better. And he came to this earth as a little tiny baby, a miracle baby to, to lead the way and to show you how much he loves you. And I pray that this season you feel that and all of the things that are going on in your life. Thank you for listening to my <laughs> attempts at not crying on this podcast. I just, I, I really am so appreciative of you listening and I wish you a Merry Christmas and I cannot wait to come back and hopefully fill up your headphones in 2020 with things that are exciting, encouraging, and things that are going to give you life and help you to live more freely. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas.